Hello to everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh. Why, do I, why do I do that with the flashing light? Because then it's enough feedback. It prevents it from being feedback? Oh, good. Okay. So it's Saturday, March 6, 2021, and it's a Saturday, so you know what that means. It's time for the Shabbat Shindig. Except it's not loading. Here we go. So today on Shabbat Shindig, we'll have a usual weekly feature. This day in Jewish history. Today's big birthday. Updates on some of this week's biggest stories. And an enormously popular feature. How? How? Many, many Jews. And you recognize the melodious voice of the world-famous golf correspondent Thucydides Johnson. How are you today, Thucydides? I am Shindignificent. Excellent. We love that. On, uh, down here on vacation from my vacation. Excellent. That's the way we like it. Good. All right. We'll launch right in on this date. In 1781, British colonial governor of Georgia, James Wright, ordered all Jews to leave the colony because of their disloyalty in supporting the American Revolution. The expulsion order was never carried out. And rumor has it, that there are Jews in Georgia to this very day. Have you heard anything uh, about that? <laughs> Likely. All right. No. All no. right. Just a rumor. On this date in 1836, Mexican forces captured the Alamo after a 13-day siege. One of the last Texan soldiers to die was a Jewish-British soldier named Anthony Wolfe. He may not even have been the only Jew there. A soldier from Alabama named Galba Fuqua might also have been Jewish. But do you hear people in Texas saying, remember the Jewish guys at Alamo, at the Alamo? You do not. I never heard that there were Jews at the Alamo, had you? Question, I'm questioning this too. Okay. On this date in 1976 died Slapsy Maxi Rosenblum, who won the light heavyweight boxing championship a couple of different times in the 1930s. His nickname, Slapsy Maxi, was appropriate. In 1934, the National Boxing Association stripped him of his title, saying that Rosenblum had, quote, violated every law of boxing by his slapping and flicking tactics in the ring. <laughs> Did you know, at that time, Jews had something like two-thirds of the major titles in boxing. Jews dominated boxing in the 1930s. Really? Like like the golf now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. But without, without the anti-Semitic so. restrictions. I think they were happy to let Jews punch and be punched. Less happy to let them play a safe sport like golf. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. And on this date in 1997, Janet Jagan, who had been born to a Jewish family on the south side of Chicago, 
became the first female president of the South American country of Guyana. She had married an Indo-Guyanese Northwestern University dental student and eventually moved to Guyana with him, joining him in labor activism that led to a long political career. Did you, did you ever know that a Jewish woman had been head of a South American country? We do run, it, it turns out we do run everything. I, I don't know why that isn't a musical. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't bring Ethel Merman back from the dead to play her. It's a terrific idea. You know, today's uh, today's celebrity birthdays include Rob Reiner, son of the great Carl Reiner, and maker of such films as This Is Spinal Tap, The Princess Bride, and When Harry Met Sally. Valentina Vladimirovna Tereshkova who in 1963 became the first woman to fly in space, is 84 today. Opera star Kiri Tekanawa from New Zealand is 77. Here she is singing a little of a Susanna non vien from Mozart's Marriage of Figaro. Tyler, the creator, turns 30 today. Is he somebody who's on your map? Is yeah, he yeah, of course. Is he a figure He's of big. importance? He's yeah, big. good. I He's thought big. he must be. Yeah. And yeah. returning to stories heard earlier here on Jewishish. We told you about how freshman catcher Caleb Pendleton of Florida Atlantic began his college baseball career, hitting grand slams in his first two college at-bats. Since then, he's 1 for 12. And he's not getting to play that much. Other guys have a lot more at-bats. But the team has won six out of its seven games, including a victory on Wednesday over the University of Florida, ranked sixth in the nation. So maybe the manager is a genius. Returning to New York Mets woes, though Mets history includes some great defensive players like Buddy Harrelson, Tommy Agee, Ray Ordonez, and John Olrud, the Mets have often had players who aren't very good at catching the ball. When original Mets third baseman Marv Throneberry inquired as to why his birthday hadn't been celebrated with a cake as his manager Casey Stengel's had, Stengel replied, we was afraid you'd drop it. That was perhaps the most famous Mets leadership utterance about a Mets defensive play until this week when Mets president Sandy Alderson conceded, some of our players aren't defensive geniuses. That's a, that's a phrase that could apply to much of the team's history, I think, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like to take this moment to add that I apologize for all golf-related <laughs> coverage I have ever ruined this podcast with. I actually... I can't. <laughs> you inserted that I into tried, the script? I tried oh. my best. I can't do that. <laughs> Thursday saw the departure from Twitter of Alec Baldwin. Yesterday, it was Cardi B. Her fans had been clamoring for her to release her second album and were disappointed when she released a limited edition doll instead so she deactivated her account. On Instagram Live, she explained, I have so much pressure. I'm working on a lot of S word to please people. How am I supposed to be rich? How am I supposed to build my net worth? Car Cardi B sounds like a lot like Sally on, on Peanuts, doesn't she? That's it. A combination of Sally and <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah. 
But her comments about the doll were in fact interesting. She said that when she was growing up, she could never find a doll that looked like her, adding, quote, when you go to the doll aisle when you was my age, it's either like there's a real white one or there's a real dark one, and there's barely one that's in the middle, end quote. The doll will only be available for purchase for 72 hours and won't be shipped until July. And finally, yes, a most popular feature of all, the famous, the stupendous, the irritating. How many, how many, how many Jews? How many, how many, how many Jews? How many, how many, how many Jews? How many Jews? For how many Jews? For how you're just messing with the script while we're broadcasting. For our How Many Jews segment this week, we head to the Washington Heights neighborhood of New York City, where the Marsha Stern Talmudic Academy, also known as the Yeshiva University High School for Boys, is located. The Talmudic Academy was the first Jewish high school founded in the United States when it opened on the Lower East Side in 1916. It featured a dual curriculum of Jewish and secular studies, which would eventually become standard in Jewish high schools. Such schools proliferated in North America throughout the 20th century, in fact, and by the time of Nish.com's ranking of the best Jewish schools in America for 2021, the very first one had slipped to number 26, though that's better than, for instance, Ezra Academy in Forest Hills, which came in at number 83. That Ezra Academy, one of the high schools ranked lowest by Nish.com, which didn't rank numerically all the extant schools, could come in as low as number 83 gives you an idea of around how many Jewish schools there are, like in the hundreds, not the thousands. The great majority of them were founded in the 20th century. For today's How Many Jews question, we ask, how many Jewish high schools other than the Marsha Stern Talmudic Academy were founded in the United States and Canada combined between 1900 and 2000? A, not hundreds. B, more like thousands. C, 111. D, alumni of the Talmudic Academy include noted jerk face Alan Dershowitz, Los Angeles Dodgers president Stan Kasten, fashion designer Ralph Lauren, and New York sports broadcaster Bill Mazur, a pioneer of sports talk radio. Ralph Lauren was can, a Jew? Yeah, his name was Ralph Lipschitz. You know this. Your I grandfather this. did a tremendous amount. Your grandfather knew him when he was Ralph Lifkitz really? and got him started with his first loans and so on. Okay. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Boy. So here's Bill Mazur pretty much starting Sports Talk Radio in 1966. Hello again, this. this is Bill Mazur, area code 212 Plaza 78866. We're going to take your calls in just one moment. The do- All right, let's take our first call. Bill Mazur, WNBC. Hello, Mr. Mazur. This is the uh, Jackson Heights Anti-Mets fan. I know you, sir. Now, I've been wanting to talk to you for some time now. What happened? I'm not going to talk about the Mets, of course. How come you couldn't get on? Well, uh, I've been uh, pretty busy uh, with those Yankees, but uh, in any event... That's what Sports Talk Radio sounded like in 1966. So, what is your... I think Bill Mazur may have gone to my shul. Oh, no kidding. Really? He, I was going to ask you if you remember him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, on yeah. all the time. He was a very... Uh, he was awesome. He was awesome, indeed. 
And he went to the Talmudic Academy. So go figure. Go figure. I went to Solomon Schechter for uh, a week in fifth grade. Really? No kidding. It didn't work out? They they banished you? No, they were actually really nice. I liked them, but um, I think I probably cried a lot when they made me go back to public school. I see. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's the way a lot of people get out of Jewish things. It worked. Yeah, it finally yeah, worked. Yeah. Um, so th- for this question, really, it's a reading comprehension question because um, I think not hundreds, more like thousands, uh, or more, not thousands, more like hundreds is in the body of the text. Yes. Um, so it'd be hard for me to pick those. Um, not that my reading comprehension is all that great, but... You, right even there. after having left Solomon Schachter. Despite yes. that. Yes. Despite that. Um, but I can still, it makes it a little harder to go with A or B. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless. <laughs> the, great, <laughs> the great ones find a way. <laughs> um, you know, my reading comprehension is not perfect. Um, and these alumni, seem, they seem real, very real. Um, I'm going to go with D, alumni of the uh, Talmud Academy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, right? I got one, right? You did, yes. Although C happens to be true, too. There were 100, no a total of 112 Jewish high schools yeah. built in the United States and Canada between 1900 and 2000. Yet another yield of the Google search terms, <laughs> 112 <laughs> Jewish in quotes, which is the gift that just seems to keep on giving. So that if I can can just peel off one of the 112, I can generate 111 as the answer, it seems, for endless weeks. 111 is is a kind of a holy number in Judaism, but 112 seems to be the more common one in the actual history of Jews, so... Sorry to hear that. So uh, so we'll be doing this for some time, I think. Hey, when is your uh, radio interview, uh, co-host number one? Uh, It's playing on March 17th. Yeah, but when are you actually recording it? I don't know, Thursday. Maybe we can make that a live Jewish-ish. No. No? No. You don't want to have the radio interview broadcast live on Jewish-ish? No. You think that'll... taped? Or taped? No. Yeah. Anyway, Let's do excerpts. I'll pick the excerpts. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. So, I would just like to conclude by saying that golf is without question the most difficult, demanding, and best sport there ever was. Is that what he wrote into your script? I wrote exactly. in, I'd, like, I'd now like to conclude this podcast by explaining in detail why golf isn't actually that great of a quote sport, unquote. Further why I'm hereby revoking all interest in this quote sport, unquote, on this golf. Thank you. Down with golf, but he didn't really. He didn't go for that. No, no. Okay, folks, don't forget to uh, listen to uh, Zoom Girl, which uh, the radio interview for this will be recorded this week. And yo, uh, yo dude, stop! I don't want to do this. I've been beautiful, man. Oh no way, bro! You made me raise my voice. Now my voice hurts. Thank you, Thucydides. Very much. Oh, uh, I I think I have the Murray this week, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday. Perfect. Great. All right. Thank you. Zoom on. I think they put you in the wrong breakout room, so can I get your sound number or your Zoom ID? I love your virtual background of a tree. So original. Everybody. 
You say everybody and then... Both of you. Yeah, thanks.